0: Welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, everybody. I'm your host Colin Morgan. Listen, are you tired not living a fulfilling life? Do you believe you deserve more? Do you want more? Is it finally your time? If yes, then stick around. I welcome you to the Daily Grind.
1: Prove it, I'm ready to do it, I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now, I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out So what are you afraid of, those feelings are made of Get in the game, your moment of fame, show them what you made of It's time that we stand up, it's time that we man up For anyone asking who is the best, we putting our hands up My time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop this time, like the last time, you better get ready to race in the I'm ready top. to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real, I'm feeling so ruthless. My time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down, hand over my crown, hand over my heart. I do this for my town, I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud, my time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Talkable. Talkable is changing the way companies acquire and retain customers by quantifying and accelerating the oldest marketing channel ever. And my favorite, word of mouth. They don't just build refer a friend programs, they make sure that they're successful. Talkable helps e-commerce companies grow through targeted referral programs, leveraging insights from your customers' behavior. You're going to get 10 times the ROI from a referral program out there. You're going to ensure that you hit your sales goals next year and you have a referral program that is tailored to your business. Referral programs out there are the best way to grow your business. I can tell you from experience here on the daily grind. This is how we built the podcast. This is how we built the brand is 100% through word of mouth referrals. Talkable out there makes it super simple because they're the most advanced referral platform on the market and manage plans come with a dedicated team of experts to optimize your program. All these plans have an advanced A-B testing suite, so you can test everything, whether that's a $20 bid or 25% offer to how the referral program is messaged to new customers. You can see detailed customer insights with an advanced reporting suite to understand how customers are interacting with your referral program. This is amazing, guys. Be sure that you guys check out dailygrind.talkable.com where you're gonna book a free demo and see how this amazing company can benefit your business. If you have a business specifically in e-commerce, Give this a shot, guys. I'm telling you, it's going to absolutely accelerate what it is that you're doing. Again, dailygrind.talkable.com. So that's spelled T-A-L-K-A-B-L-E. dailygrind.talkable.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Wix. We got two sponsors on the show today, moving on up in the world. Listen guys, if you need a website or you have a website right now and you're not happy with it, it's not converting like you want it to. I had this happen with me. It wasn't converting. I didn't like the way that it looked. I didn't like the way that the wording was and how it read and the whole feel of it. And what I did is I rebuilt my whole website strictly using Wix. It was super simple to build. I could customize it to exactly how I wanted everything to look where everything wanted to be, I put in my call to actions and the results of this have been absolutely amazing. It's super simple to use, super simple to make changes and has garnered me the best results. And the best part was I didn't have to pay someone thousands of dollars to build it for me. I did it right in the comfort of my own home. Took me about a couple weeks and I am just in love with it. If you guys need a website, and I'm telling you right now, if you're going to be in business in 2019, 2020, you need a website, or if you're looking to give your website a refreshed upgrade, go to Wix.com forward slash podcast. You're going to get a sweet offer for being a daily grind listener. Again, that is Wix, W-I-X dot com forward slash podcast. Check these guys out. I believe in Wix. They're amazing. They've helped me so much, and I know they can help you too welcome back to the podcast everybody today we have a very special and different episode with you all we're joined by the wonderful sammy wonder today sammy is an internationally recognized dating and relationship expert she is the ceo at sammywonder.com a website that is dedicated 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 to 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 helping successful ambitious women find and keep deeply intimate connected romantic relationships Sammy has been hailed as the Get the Ring Coach by the BBC London and Daily Mail and been featured in renowned magazines like Forbes and Times. Sammy lives to see successful women glow in love and is passionate about busting the myth that women's success intimidates healthy men. She is the woman behind 150 client engagements and happy ever afters in the last three and a half years alone. Sammy's work has also helped reignite the passion of over 200 marriages and countless committed relationships. I can tell you guys, if you want to succeed, you need to make sure your relationships are solid. Sammy has built a seven-figure company in three years doing this, helping smart, successful women from over 30 countries of the world find and keep love. She is happily married for six and a half years to a hubby, Chris, And they have a son. And today, you're going to hear the story of how Sammy went from corporate world to being a relationship and dating expert. You guys are going to love this one. Be sure, as always, you have that pen, you have that piece of paper. Sit back and really dive deep in today's interview with Sammy Wonder. Well, Sammy Wonder, welcome to The Daily Grind. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me, Colin.
0: Of course, Sammy. And uh, for people who don't know you, Sammy uh who who are you what do you do
2: um i am um as a relationship and dating expert colin and i specialize in helping really kick-ass really smart women in having the relationship of their dreams
0: so how long have you been doing this specifically for
2: uh we are in the third three and a half years of uh, our business currently and we are a seven-figure company and we have a record number of client engagements. So as of now, um, while recording this podcast with you, we are at 151 happily ever afters as we like to call it.
0: Oh, wow. Good for you. So three before three year, three and a half years ago, what were you doing?
2: Um, I am a trained economist and I was working as a consultant for the International Development Organization. The... Um, a part of the UN, the International Labor Organization.
0: And how did you get into the dating space?
2: It's my personal journey, I would say. I okay. think it's two. I think it's two things. One is my dissatisfaction with the career I had before this. So I um, was working as a consultant and I, I was smart, you know, I had a master degree, and I really wanted to make a difference in the world. But when I sat behind my desktop and I wrote those long reports on social protection, I had no clue of how this was helping anyone. And there was a lot of, um, you know, um, slow, there was slow speed, lack of implementation, so much bureaucracy. And as a young woman, I was just asking myself, you know, what am I doing here? Like, I hope someday... In five years from now, some little child in Africa will have been positively impacted by the work I'm doing, but I still wouldn't know. So I guess it was this dissatisfaction with is there all is there all there is to my life, or is there more than just sitting behind a desktop and writing long reports? Um, so I think that was one factor, and the second factor was my own personal life. Okay. So. I think a lot of women, and I think even men to be honest, I think there are a lot of smart, uh, intelligent, good men out there that, that do have a struggle in their uh, love lives, in their personal lives. So um, I was just uh, not able to figure out why things were not working out for me in the love department. And I come from a traditional background, You know, marriage is important to me, family was important to me. Yep. And when I moved to Germany to do my master's, um, I started dating and then I just was, you know, surrounded by men who just wanted to get into my pants and (laughs) nobody wanted to talk about commitment or having a family together. So I think I went through that crisis. Yeah. Where I had to ask myself, you know, is there something wrong with me or am I doing something wrong or is this just the state of the world and, you know, things are never going to work out for me in the love life department. So I think it was for me uh, coming together of both these um challenges one my you know career dissatisfaction and then on the other hand my love life not really looking like it should look for a reasonably good-looking smart intelligent woman and that's what got me into you know studying romantic relationships it was actually one of my own personal heartbreaking experiences you see as, as smart and as gorgeous as we may be um I believe there's always that one girl or one guy who breaks our heart. Of course. And, um, yeah, so for me, that was the moment of transformation when I, you know, I I really liked this person. I thought I had met the one. And two months down, you know, very good dating timeline, I would say, he said to me that, Sammy, you're a wonderful woman, but somehow I'm not feeling it and I don't think I can give you what you want. And... I just remember feeling like, okay, Sammy, you know, you've got to do something about this. Like you've got to look at this aspect of your life because if you don't do this, then this is just going to carry on. It's a pattern and it's going to carry on. So there's something happening here that you need to figure out. Um, and I figured it out, so to speak.
0: (laughs) So talk to us through that transformation. Like you, you start to get frustrated. Like what did you figure out during those times?
2: Okay. So, um, you see, I have an entire today back then when I was learning this, this was not like a process or a system or a of framework course. back then. It was just a self taught, you know, hungry, curious woman who was learning from the best books and the best experts online and, you know, reading through relationship, uh, romantic relationship material. Mm-hmm. And it started with, um, it started with very superficial stuff that you find on the internet. Like, you know, what do you say to him? Or, oh, (laughs) how do you capture a man's heart? Like really superficial stuff um, that just teaches women to like drive themselves nuts, um, you know, trying to be perfect and trying to have the perfect body size and uh, look perfect and be sexy and lose weight, you know, all that kind of superficial advice. But then when you go beneath all of that, What I started to see was this was deep and that our romantic relationships are the closest mirror that we can have in our lives to, you know, our own relationship with ourselves. Interesting. So it was for me um, a whole new world, so to speak, you know, Um, to to dive deeper into understanding how I was showing up, where I was not honoring myself. Where I was um, in a lot of my masculine energy, it's not a sexist term, uh, both mm-hmm. men and women have both masculine and feminine energies, but I think as a driven, intelligent, ambitious woman, um, it was so much easier for me to always wanna drive and always be in control and always and never surrender. <laughs> so for me, I think that um, masculine and feminine energy um, aspect was a game changer. Because it made me realize just how used used to I was to working hard for love versus just surrendering and feeling worthy of receiving it. Ah. So, to to make that to make that um, lingo more. Uh, understandable for everyone who's listening so you know I would want to do things for men and when they did things for me I found them boring (laughs) (laughs) and I I rejected them Uh, and like he's too crazy like he's into me you know and I would like to select men who were not into me and then you know give and do so that they would like me and when you trace this back it was all down to not having enough belief in my enoughness and my worthiness to just receive love without having to work for it. And so the good guys felt boring uh, and the not available, unhealthy men felt very exciting. And when I worked on that worthiness and when I worked on being able to receive love and being vulnerable and letting that connection happen with a man, um, it was magical. It was nothing like I had ever experienced before. And long story short, I I got to know when I was doing this work on myself and, you know, getting more and more in touch with my feminine side, uh, receiving more, leaning back, letting men be in control, you know, having more solid boundaries and speaking my truth, but still having an open heart. Um, I was dating, you know, I was in a dating storm with amazing yeah. high value men who just all wanted my attention and, you know, wanted to be in my life. And I met and, um, got engaged to my husband within nine months of doing wow. this work on myself. Um, until today he tells me that he took me off the market really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise there would be too much competition. And so, um, You know, this was my personal journey. And when I was doing this work, it was not in frameworks or not in a process. It was just all coming together in a very, you know, soup kind of way for me. Yeah. um, Where I started to honor myself. And then I realized, you know, along in conjunction with the unhappiness I was feeling um, in the international development sector. And Seeing all these amazing women that I was surrounded by who had master's degrees, PhDs, like really kind, gorgeous, good-looking women. You'd never think they were, they're they single, but all of their love lives looked exactly like mine, just that I had gone now to the other side. Gotcha. And they were talking to me, and they were sharing with me, and they were like, hey, Sammy, you know, what do you think? You think I should do it? Like, he's not even willing to make an effort to make a call, you know, should I, should I be trying, or what should I do? And then I did this a couple of times and I said to myself, oh my God, do you realize you could do this professionally? Because you're not alone. Uh, This is not just your story. What is personal is universal. And you're surrounded by all these amazing, kind, intelligent women. You know who could do so much uh, better off in their love lives. You know if 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 you could share your experience with them, and that's when this whole journey started. I you know I was brave, very brave, crazy as my parents would call it. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. I I quit my job. I um, decided to get certified um, um, as a coach. And um, ever since then, there's been no looking back. I mean, I come from a very traditional background. Nobody in my family knew what love coach means and what the hell is she going to do. But I trusted myself. I felt like I had a gift. And that is just that is just the intuition inside of you talking like there's something here that you can offer to people. And as I always say, I mean, in the first year, we already hit six figures, um, Second year, we were multiple six figures. And third year, we hit uh, seven figures. And now in our fourth year, we are going beyond that. And uh, in the beginning of um, being the dating and relationship expert for smart and successful women, you know, I always felt somewhere, Colin, that I was pretending and I was fake. Gosh, because yeah. I had a degree in economics and yeah. masters of public policy. And I felt like I was this fake love coach you know, uh, who, is, who is actually an economist. Um, but now I know with all my heart that I've always been a love coach and I was just pretending to be an economist.
0: <laughs> it's funny how we tell those stories to ourselves. Cause I think a lot of us when we're starting out, we feel like we're faking it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's super interesting. So for you, like the first few years, right, you decide to quit your job. You realize like, wow, I could turn a business into this. How did you get your first few clients? Like what did that look like?
2: So, um it started by giving a lot of um advice for free. Okay. Um on the free forums. So, I set up my own Facebook group and yep. um, of course at the start it's always friends and family. <laughs> of,
0: like everything else. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's that's the journey. I mean, if anyone is listening to this right now and you're in that starting phase, you know, uh just Everybody should know that's how we all start, right? And the ones who make it are the ones who stay consistent. So, um, I made a Facebook group, I started uh creating selfie videos of myself, just giving advice, yeah, and uh uploaded them on YouTube, and honestly, that's where it started. I wrote for a few uh, good uh, blogs, yeah. so I, I made some pitches on some top forums, and I said, I can write for you. So I remember one of the first places I got published was Huffington Post, Amazing, and that brought me a lot of leads and a lot of women. So um, I, I have to say this, you know, a lot of times people ask me semi- um, you know, what is the key to success? Not just in love, of course, that's my area of expertise, but you've also built a successful company, a successful business. What's the key to success? And I would say it's two things for me. One is being results-oriented for our clients. Yeah. Um, I think there's so much noise on the internet today and there is so much, um, you know, policing through social media, through reviews, that if you're not good at what you do, you cannot build a seven-figure and beyond business. Like, you have to get really good at what you do. So for us, right from the start, I mean, now I say us because we're a team working together now, but back then it was just me. So when I started, it was so important that every piece of content I put out there helped someone, spoke to someone, or at least resonated with my ideal clients. So being results oriented is absolutely key. Like you've got to be good at what you're doing because that is, that is how like I got so many clients through referrals and, you know, people talking about me, telling each other about me. So right at the start, that was um, phenomenal for my business. And I think second thing would be to To be consistent and to persevere because it doesn't always look hunky-dory and uh, a bed of roses. But if you've got a gift and you believe in yourself, just go out there and keep sharing it. And um, if it comes from the heart, um, it does touch hearts. And that's where you create real relationships and that's how you get clients.
0: So how did you get over, you know, for yourself and I completely agree with those two things you said. So the first bit, like you had mentioned when you're starting out, like you feel like you're you're faking it, you're putting stuff on YouTube. I'm sure that feels uncomfortable cuz I can speak from experience doing stuff. <laughs> like it feels really uncomfortable when you do it for the first time. How did you get over you know, the thought that, you know, maybe your family thought that what you were doing was weird or your friends thought you were doing was weird. How did you know that what you were doing was true to you?
2: That's a great question. I think it has two parts. One is the discomfort and one is the belief, right? Yeah. So I think when it came to discomfort, I always told myself that if it's uncomfortable, it's, it's a confirmation that I'm on the right track. Got you. Because if it is easy, then most probably I'm still doing stuff that is familiar for me. And doing the same old stuff is going to give me the same old results. So if I'm mm-hmm. moving to my next level, that means I'm going to be doing stuff I've never done before, And that is the sign of discomfort because it's unfamiliar, it's new territory, and I've never walked on it before, but that is actually the confirmation I need to know that I am on the right track. So discomfort is the sign of success or moving towards your success. So it gives a positive spin to that discomfort, if you know what I mean.
0: 100% like it, it's becoming aware it's almost becoming aware of what it is that you're doing right now and and, be, and being accepting enough to realize that you know what I've done so far maybe hasn't got me to where I want to get to so I need to do something differently and I think if we look at it like that it makes us a little bit more open to to that notion that we need to step into the discomfort because I think for a lot of people that's what keeps them on the couch, so to speak, right? Is is they haven't looked inside and realized, like, wow, I I did this. I need to take responsibility of it and then move forward from it.
2: Absolutely, and I can so relate with the discomfort. I would even call it fear, mm-hmm. if I'm honest, yep. fear of judgment, for me at least. So, coming from India, I mean, my husband is German, and we live in Germany now. So we have a lot of friends and family here as well. But when I was starting this business. Um, A few years ago i remember posting it about it on my personal facebook and i literally had energetic visions and imprints (laughs) of my relatives going like oh my god what a loser
1: yeah you know
2: like what a loser love coach and then i could hear them gossip i know nothing came back to me but it was the internal dialogue right um that, you know, she probably didn't do well in economics, and I'm a gold medalist. Like I've been a gold medalist throughout my history. But for the those people who didn't know me that well and who just saw my life on Facebook, for them, a natural conclusion would be, oh, nothing else worked out, so that's why she's doing this. <laughs> and um, I just told myself, which brings me to the second point, the belief, you know, I told myself, um, a, it feels really scary to post about the fact that I'm going to become a love coach yeah, uh, because um, I'm afraid of their judgment and what they will think of me. Uh, but B, I, uh, I should know what I'm doing. It doesn't matter whether they believe in me or they don't believe in me. What matters is, do I believe in me? Mm. Yeah, because it can get really the head the head and the heart space can get really crowded with other people's voices and judgments and what we call noise. Um, And the only voice that really matters is your voice, is your soul, your belief inside of yourself. Right. And it's not a one day thing. It's not like, you know, I posted it on one day, I overcame my fear, and then I posted it and I believed in myself. It's an everyday thing. So it's consistently, you have to have that self-belief mindset. I think anybody who's created anything successful will tell you that it's not been a rosy journey. And it's definitely not been one day of believing in yourself, it's it's about believing in yourself, even when nobody else believes in you. It's about believing in yourself when nothing seems to go your way. And still you get up and you open your laptop and you make that post and you record that video and you put it out there because you believe in yourself and because you believe you have a gift. And to finish this with, uh, I would say that for myself like i've wanted to give up so many times i've never posted about it on facebook i mean in the first year definitely yeah. <laughs> right like yeah. in the first year and uh, for me um, it was always a reminder that you know i felt like oh my god nobody cares about what i have to say and nobody gives a damn you know and i want to help these people and it's just so easy in those moments to just say okay let's you know start something else and quit but what helped me back then was to just remind myself that it's an extremely selfish thing to quit if, you know, you have a gift and a message to share that can impact the lives of thousands and millions of people positively. And so if you can't find the courage to owe it to yourself, then at least find the courage to owe it to them, you know, find the courage to, to, to serve them and don't quit because if you quit... Uh, you can't serve these people and these people will lose out. So every time I felt like, oh God, I I should just give up, you know, it's just so selfish of me to go on. Then I realized it was selfish of me to not go on because then I would not be able to serve all these people that were actually out there waiting to hear my message, just the way I say it and just the way I live it in my married life.
0: Yeah, I think you put it beautifully there. And, you know, I think what helps a lot of people, and I I like your thought on this too, is you know, I'm a firm believer that I think a lot of people get really fearful or stagnant because they attach what they do, whether it's your passion or whether it's your job, to who they are. So they attach that success. So if you fail in business, they feel like a failure in life when I think that those two are completely separate. And if you know that they're completely separate, it makes it a lot easier for you to start taking more risk.
2: Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Yeah. So for you, Sammy, I mean, you started off in uh, the dating coach three and a half years ago. You built a seven-figure business. Now you have a full team. What would you say to someone out there listening who has a dream of getting out of what it is that they're doing? They're driving into work. They hate their job. They have this passion, but they're fearful to take the first step. What would you say to that person?
2: I think the cost of not doing anything about your situation is much higher than doing something about it.
0: Yeah. Would you say to do it on the side until you made enough money where you could live doing that full time or would you say stop what you're doing and go in full time?
2: well i stopped what i was doing and i i went in full time gotcha. but back then um i didn't have uh children and you know i didn't have so many bills to pay that i have today to pay of course so i think um i do not believe that there is just one perfect way to do it yeah. i think this has to be coming from an individual's personal life situation i agree i think both ways work um for me, it worked beautifully to just immerse myself 100% and make it a non-negotiable that I'm going to be successful because there was no other way. Like I left behind my degrees and I would would look like such a fool if I did not succeed at this next thing that I pick up, Mm -hmm. right? So for me, um, actually, being income less for two months was perfect because it put me in that zone of "you've got to do it." Like it put me in that non-negotiable zone. Now, for some other people, um, I would say it's it may be better to actually slowly start, you know, building your business on the side um, and making it reach a level where you know you have some income, like you know, a yeah. grand two grand a month, at least, so that you know you're not on the streets and you know nothing will fall off or fall <laughs> apart. Yeah, I mean, it's important, right? I mean, yeah. um, it's important if you have bills to pay. There's just reality of life involved. Um, but I do believe you have to give yourself a timeline because uh, without a timeline this can just carry on forever. So you can you know, keep building a side hobby for the next five years and so still keep staying miserable in your job for the next five years. And your time is important. Yeah. <laughs> you got one life and you deserve to make the most of it. So I think a timeline is like that personal commitment to yourself. Like I give myself six months or I give myself a year and then I get out of this and then whatever it takes, you know, whatever it brings, I face it. Like you have to be ready to face the discomfort when you lo- when you finish your job and you go full time into your business. Again, it's not going to be all hunky and dory and you have to be willing to face that discomfort knowing that after a point, you know, it starts to work by itself and then it gets better.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that's so important what you said too, because I think we've fallen, like a lot of people will fall in love with that idea. And you see them on, I don't know if you have, Gift Shark Tank or is it Dragon's Den? Do you have some, a show like that where you see people with these products they've been having for 10 years and it just isn't working but they love it so much and they have an unwillingness to give up on it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it does and you just gotta give yourself a timeline and go hard at it and as long as you go hard at it, you know that you gave it your all, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I love it. Well, Sammy, if people wanted to follow along on your journey If we got some ladies listening who want to learn more about what you do and how you can help them, where's the best place everyone can go?
2: Well, you can visit my website. That's the easiest place to go to Uh, sammywunder.com. Just watch out with the spelling of Wunder. It is S A M I W U N D E R. It's a German word. So, Sammy Wunder. Dot .com and then of course I have uh, some really active uh, private Facebook community uh, communities so I have my Facebook fan page on Sammy Wonder Coaching and I have my private Facebook group which is Wonder Divas and it's thriving with amazing successful women all on the same journey of attracting soulmate love so you're very welcome very invited
0: Amazing. Well, I will share all those links in the show notes section to make it super simple, but that is Sammy with an I, wonder with a W-U-N-D-E-R dot com. Sammy, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show here and sharing your wisdom with the Daily Grind audience today.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Colin. This was a lot of fun speaking with you.
0: Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Everyone, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure you hit that subscribe button. Drop us a like. Share a comment. Also, share this out with a friend. Share this out with a friend who you feel like this could really help. We'll be back tomorrow with another amazing interview. Until then, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding.